Jason Valadeo is still a Navy doctor on active duty and has a number of entrepreneurial ventures going on on the side. Coming up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. At Navy Federal Credit Union, we want you to know that we have your back. We've all faced tough challenges individually, but right now, we're facing some together. And the safety of our members, employees, and community is our first priority. Hey, today we're talking with Jason Valadeo. He's currently a doctor in the U.S. Navy, still on active duty. Uh, really looking forward to hearing some of the stuff that we're talking about, uh, some of the business stuff, some of the stuff we were talking about before I hit the record button uh, that the uh, the Navy refers to as moonlighting that you have approval to do. Uh, before we get to doing some of that, Doc, take us back. Tell us about what you've been doing in the Navy. You've actually been in the Navy 19 and a half years at this point, you know, but who's counting, right? Yes, sir. All right. So I, uh, I joined the Navy back in 2000. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm on that 20 year mark this year in, in 2020. And I, I started off with this bachelor degree completion program, kind of thinking entrepreneurial back then in terms of being in college where they, they didn't pay for college for a year and a half, but they made me an E3. So uh, down at the bottom of the ranks and once a month, I'd go in and learn about Navy stuff in San Diego. And then I went to officer candidate school a year later and ended up going to flight school, became a Naval flight officer. And from that point, did that for several years. And then one of the tours, it got me to UC Berkeley in 2007 after some deployments where I got to teach Naval ROTC. And I actually coached with the university football team and also got to be an adjunct professor uh, with the business school and some other things on the side. So it started opening my mind being at this major public university. And it was during that time that one of my first passions that I wanted to do when I was a child, even as early as nine, was to go and become a doctor. So after 10 years on active duty, I applied for the Navy's health profession scholarship and got picked up for that and then went to medical school on the Navy's dime. Uh, And then after that, went to one of the biggest Marine Corps bases in the world at Camp Pendleton, became a family medicine doctor and eventually a sports medicine doctor where the Navy sent me out to Baylor University in 2018 to do a civilian fellowship while still on active duty, where I got to be one of the team doctors at Baylor University, which was phenomenal experience. And then about eight months ago, I ended up in Newport, Rhode Island, and currently the Naval Academy Prep School Sports Medicine Physician, along with Officer Candidate School, Officer Development School, Naval War College, and a few Marine Corps detachments. So needless to say, I'm pretty busy, especially with this whole coronavirus thing going on right now. And some of the other things, and that's kind of been the the Navy tour in terms of where I'm at. And I still owe the Navy a few more years because of uh, my payback for medical school, but constantly thinking about what I want to do in my transition when I finally walk away, but also what I'm doing right now. That's awesome. And I don't think you mentioned the part, you're actually an NF, NFO in the Navy uh, oh, for yeah. about 10 years and you flew a lot. So what aircraft were you in? Yeah. So I was in the E2C Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. So a nice big dome landing on aircraft carriers and that command and control platform, and then had done tours on the USS Ronald Reagan and the USS uh, Chester Nimitz for aircraft carriers. Yeah, so that's awesome. You actually got some real live Navy experience and then went over to be a doctor afterwards and then just continuing on from there. So you definitely have, probably gives you a lot of credibility as a, as a doc in the Navy. It, you know, it works out really well. People have asked, like when I spent time at the Veterans Hospital when I was doing my residency and my extra training, and mm-hmm. I think it allows that extra connection because it, as you know now as a veteran yourself for several years, 
it's it's one thing to talk to someone who's maybe a doctor who doesn't really know the military at all. And it can be another thing to meet a guy like myself who's actually been in as a veteran technically and can actually understand the things about deployments and how military medicine works and leaving your family and the psychological component, things like PTSD, anxiety, depression, and also musculoskeletal issues because so many of us from all those years of PT have a couple of joint ailments. And so uh, I think I can relate to people a lot easier in many ways. Yeah. So talk to us about a couple of the things you're doing on the side. And, and let, let's start off with, uh, you're still on active duty. You're very active. Uh, you even wrote a book a while back and you got some entrepreneurial ventures or maybe what the, the Navy refers to as moonlighting. So <laughs> talk about some of the things that are, if you're still on active duty and you're wanting to start yeah. a business, what kind of things that you need to be careful about and, and watch your steps uh, if you're still in? No, this is a great topic because I know your listeners always appreciate that. And, and I, I do want to thank all your listeners for joining us on this call, uh, just because I know that that's what you're serving in your next part of your life. And so for me, there are a lot of projects. So, you know, I'll go back to one of the most, or I guess things that takes up some of my time now or this moonlighting. So basically moonlighting is anytime you have a, a job that you get paid for that's outside of your official duties. And so for me in the military, I had to get uh, approval for a lot of activities. And that's everything from writing my book to teaching college courses that I've been doing for about 10 years now. And then to also this new venture, which is called SteadyMD. And what SteadyMD is, and that's where I'm putting my time and focus a lot now, is I've been with the company about a year now. We are an online telemedicine primary care platform. So instead of having to go to your physician's office, you actually have someone as your physician. Currently, we have about 25 to 30 docs around the U.S. We all live in different places. Companies headquartered out of St. Louis, Missouri. And uh, we basically do 24-7 telemedicine for patients. So I have my own panel of patients who I basically take care of as if they were coming to my personal office. We use Zoom video. We call each other on the phone. We use this kind of text message application that's all secure. So it's compliant with all the security measures. And I take care of people so that people on the go, you know, for instance, I've got patients that are from every walk of life. I've got people who work from home, people who are airline pilots. I've got CEOs of companies, CrossFit athletes, firefighters, policemen, teachers, uh, moms, dads, people who don't even work, people that are retired. And it's awesome because the platform allows them to really connect with me and they don't have to be like, well, I have to wait to see my doctor and I can't get in to see my doctor for three weeks. Or I go to my doctor and I only get a 10 minute visit and they brush over my labs. They never talk to me about why they're putting me on this medication and they really don't get me or ever talk about health and nutrition. And those are the kind of ideas that made SteadyMD come to life a few years ago. So and basically, I'm I'm my own I'm my own business in a way. So I work for the company, but I get a 1099. So I'm independent contractor, hmm. but they do cover me for all the marketing and everything. And so basically, I put together my own business, Jason Valadeo Sports Medicine, and that's kind of in transition now. But uh, that's really how I am. So I'm not a W two employee which makes a huge difference in terms of kind of what's going to happen with me going forward. Uh, but it is, it is its own business and it's, it's looking from the entrepreneurial perspective uh, with, with that, with this particular uh, entity. 
All right, that sounds really cool. I, like years ago, I was thinking about before even some of this stuff came on. Not like I'm the one that invented the idea, but I just remember thinking it like it's only a matter of time before you can just come on TV and and see your doc oh, yeah. and not have to go because the 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 formality and the institutionalization of the whole I gotta go to get the appointment exactly. and check in and they ask me the same questions a thousand times, you know, before the doc finally comes in. Well, <laughs> you know, you, no, you bring up a great point, Joe, and I think one of the things I didn't expect a year ago when I when I got approached by by Guy Friedman, the CEO, who had this amazing idea because he wanted to change healthcare. And then a year ago, SteadyMD became the number one telemedicine platform because it wasn't all about, hey, I'm just prescribing medications for someone who's sick. It was actually having a primary doctor that you could check in with once a week, once a month, whatever you needed. And I didn't realize how many veterans we were going to have sign up because I've got several veterans who have TRICARE, who go to the VA but they, they wanted to still have a doc and they wanted to pay this extra monthly fee so they could have somebody different. And it's been awesome having guys who served four years, 15 years, 20 years, and they just feel like it's a, a different connection for them. And I think there's a stigma sometimes with some of our people going to veterans hospitals and maybe not getting the care they want or not having to wait in line for two to four weeks or several months. Yeah. And me being able to share that experience or, hey, you know what, I'm going to get you an MRI because you've been having back pain for six months now. Or, you know, I'm going to refer you to a psychiatrist because I think you need help with this. And we do all of that. And and it's so simple. Everything's all, it's, it, as it sounds, steadymd.com. And it's so cool because patients, can you go on there, you take a quiz and basically it asks you several questions about, you know, what's your diet like? Are you ketogenic diet? Do you have any kind of medical issues? And then basically it, it pops out three doctors that match your profile. And then you basically read our biographies and you pick which doctor makes sense to you. And you sign up and you do an initial one hour visit with Zoom video, which is more than any doctor's office is going to do. And so yeah, it's, an it's, it's been a lot of fun, man. I mean, I do it on the side nights and weekends and the Navy's allowed me to do it now. Cause I think they also see the benefit and, um, it's just, it's been awesome. So are you, are you able to, as far as TRICARE is concerned, are you able to be a primary care manager for somebody that has TRICARE? Ah, I love your question because that just came up. That's come up about, comes up about once a month. Yeah. So the way that it works because of our company and, and because it's telemedicine, there's all these national laws so we have a president of our company who's also a doctor. And so the way that we make it work, and, and it's it's worked well with TRICARE when we've, we've done the negotiations, is that Dr. Soares, who's currently our president, basically he is the primary care doc. Hmm. And the rest of us are independent. So um, I have very few. Out of my 100 patient panel that I currently have, I have like two patients right now that actually use TRICARE. And so if I need to order labs or something for them that the VA is not going to order. So what I try to do first, say, hey, here's my recommendation. Take this list to the VA and see if they'll get it for you. And then if the VA doesn't want to want to do it, which nine times out of 10, they do approve it. They're like, oh, you have another doc who recommended this. Mm -hmm. This sounds great. Uh, you can also do a self-pay option. So we've made contracts with companies like LabCorp and Quest. And for instance, the other day I had a patient, she ordered about $800 worth of labs and because of a contract that we have with LabCorp, she paid $37 out of pocket. Wow. And so some of these labs cost literally 50 cents, $3, but companies are upcharging you like a hundred bucks. And so we take care of that. We actually have medical assistants who do all of that for you. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it, it's pretty awesome. And it's, it's getting better. Uh, we currently can't do things like controlled substances. So patients that take like Adderall, Ritalin, sure. narcotics, we don't prescribe those um, for several reasons, but because the DEA is very big into watching that. Oh, yeah. And 
in a lot of ways, it makes it easy for me because those are drugs I don't really want to prescribe. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather, you know, refer someone to someone else who can manage that face to face. Okay. So, so the, so the president of the company, who's a doctor, uh, he's not a doctor. Oh yeah. So the president's a doctor, not the CEO. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So he can actually, he can actually become someone's primary care manager if they have TRICARE. Oh yeah. Yep. Wow. That's, he, that's interesting. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So which he, is fine. Cause a lot of times in, within, within the TRICARE system, your primary care manager isn't a lot of times when you go to the doctor, you don't see that actual person that's listed as yeah. your PCM. You see the nurse practitioner, the. Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he, he can do that. And then in terms of, but the thing is the one caveat to all of this, which is something we are constantly trying to negotiate with, with insurance companies is that there's still a monthly fee to be with this service that's outside of your insurance plan. Okay. So for instance, like a, a regular civilian, 99 bucks a month, or if you do a family plan for husband and wife or spouse and spouse, it's it's 179, so you get a discount. And then veterans uh, only pay 79 a month. But again, that's 24 seven. You get a medical assistant, you get your doctor like myself. And I've, I've had a patient who's messaged me every day for the last eight days because she just wants someone to check in with. And, <laughs> yeah. and you know, it, it's working for her. So now what about something like my ear hurts and I think I got an ear infection. Did yep. I like try to stick the camera down my ear for you so you can see it when we're online so that's together? That's tough. Or- <laughs> so uh, there are people that are developing this stuff, right? So there's, you know, with all of our new gizmos like Whoop and Fitbit, Apple Watches, there's a lot of things where I can get your blood pressure, your heart rate. I can even do like an EKG now yeah. with a certain sensor pad. But <laughs> in terms of actually looking in the ear, the cameras aren't as good yet. Uh, <laughs> We try to talk with one another. You give me your signs and symptoms. Tell me how long it's been going on. And I really try to make sure, at least the way I practice medicine, is that, hey, if you don't need an antibiotic, I don't want to give you one because we develop lots of resistance and then you end up getting sick worse later on. Um, and if it's bad enough, then I you know, I would probably refer you, hey, you know what, this case, you might need to go to an urgent care or, hey, let me give you a seven-day course of antibiotics. Let's see how you do. So and, like if it, I went I went to the lake last weekend I was rolling around in the dirty lake water all weekend I know my right ear is infected like you could actually if, oh, if I'm your patient you could actually give probably. me you could actually yeah. do that so if you told me that yeah, I would prescribe you something we'd see how you do for seven days yeah. and yeah I would not like, even my hit. throat's so killing me I don't know if I got strep throat or not I get okay, it every the, day go to the lab get yeah. a swab if it's if it's positive I'll write you, you know, okay it's that easy yeah and and even though like if I'm like hey this is pretty benign you know but I it's been seven days you've got like a sinus infection hey I'm gonna order you a couple meds and you basically line up your pharmacy with us it's it's you know pick your place that's close to your house that you like to get labs drawn we put all that in the computer and it's, it's, it's same day service. I mean, I have patients who will message me in the morning say, Hey doc, I'm sorry. I ran out of this med. It's one of my chronic medications for blood pressure. Any way you can get it to me by this afternoon. And as long, you know, we just, we try to put the order in usually it gets sent to the pharmacy within a couple hours. Wow. All right. Hey, um, it's good, good place to take a quick break. Yeah. We're going to be right back. Uncertainty comes in many forms in military life from unexpected changes in duty stations to sudden deployments. We've all faced tough challenges individually, but right now, we're facing some together. We know our members will face these times head on. Still, at Navy Federal Credit Union, we want you to know that we have your back because uncertain times call for reliable service. No matter what, we remain committed to serving all of our members all the time. That means our branches will remain open as long as possible, and the safety of our members, employees, and community is our first priority. You can also get in touch with our world-class member service. Whether you're on ship or ashore, at home or abroad, we've had our members' backs for 87 years. 
and good times and bad. Maybe that's why we've been named one of the best military credit unions by U.S. News and World Report, serving active duty, veterans, and their families. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission, insured by NCUA. All right, we're back talking with uh, active duty Navy Dr. Jason Valadeo. So, all right, Jason, um, phenomenal information about um, you're the company that you're working for, you know, essentially moonlighting, um, steady MD. So I think we've pretty much wrapped that one up. I, there's some other things we want to talk about, but it, before we uh, move on to the next subject, if we, if anybody listening, uh, TRICARE recipients, whatever, uh, wants to get any more information about what steady MD and what you guys do, how would they go about doing that? So the easiest way is it's, as it sounds, steadymd.com. And you go on there, it gives you all the information on how the program works, what it is, how there's no really no obligation to try it out for the first month. And you get a 60 minute live video with, with the physician that you choose. And if you don't like that first physician, you can request to try it with another one and you don't pay any extra fee for the extra video calls. And so steadymd.com is, is a great place to start. Wow. That's awesome. All right. So tell us about your experience with masterminds. We've, we've brought up and discussed masterminds. I'm going to mastermind myself. I highly recommend masterminds. Actually, one of the things I've been considering doing is, you know, starting up some type of military oriented military entrepreneurship type mastermind, which I haven't done it yet, but love the concept of masterminds. Um, Tell us about your experience with those. Yeah. So masterminds, I really got involved several years ago, but it didn't really take off for me until I became a a certified coach and speaker with the John Maxwell team. And John Maxwell had always been a, a, a guy that I looked up to kind of an indirect leader until he became an actual mentor of mine. When I finally met John and started talking to him and joined his company and masterminds in terms of you know, getting into a book and doesn't even have to be a book. You could do a mastermind on just a subject. And I started doing these with small groups, five to 10 people where I would go to a company and almost at like a lunchtime hour for 45 minutes is kind of how I started. And I was doing this on the side again, while still being on active duty and just bringing a group of five to 10 employees together in a company and picking a book like Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. That was one of the first books that I kind of tried to dive into some basics. And then yeah, I started I using book. a lot of, yeah, it's awesome. And started using John Maxwell's books because that's what I got certified to do masterminds on. And so that was kind of where everything started taking off. And I saw the value in bringing a group of people together and not just reading a subject at home on your own, which we all should be doing anyway. I mean, you look at CEOs and they average 50 to 60 books a year. And so, but bringing a book that we can all discuss. And one of the things I got involved with recently was, and you talked about military masterminds. So there is one that I'll give a shout out to, because I know the guys would love it, but it's called the War Room Mastermind. Mm -hmm. And it's been put on by a guy named David Perry, who's a, who does a military podcast called Military to millionaire, which is like a real estate podcast. Mm -hmm. And another guy named Stu Grazier, who is a, he's a helicopter pilot in the Navy currently. And so those two put together a mastermind a couple months ago called War Room Mastermind. I think you can find it on Facebook. Uh, They actually invited me to be the first guest speaker for their mastermind back in uh, January Mm -hmm. and great experience. I mean, he's, you got military veterans, active duty from across the world on the call that I did on a Saturday morning at eight o'clock, we had people from 19 different countries and with all types of life experience. And so that's, what's really cool about mastermind groups is you bring people together, you get involved in a topic and whether it's 20 minutes, 40 minutes, you start diving in. And so I, 
I started offering this as part of my own little entrepreneurship business through my own website and started getting calls from small companies to come and do these small groups. And then it was a matter of me managing my time to really be able to do it. And so I kind of stepped away from leading all the masterminds and more have been doing guest speaking for mastermind groups now, uh, just to try and kind of add some flavor to what they're talking about and everything, you know, with me being prior aviation, turning into medicine, and I'm really into health and nutrition and personal growth. Uh, that's that's kind of what's kept me in the game with that stuff. Yeah, I mean, masterminds are phenomenal. As popular as masterminds have become in the last decade, even to this day, I still find a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people in business ownership and stuff like that, they don't even, they don't even know what one is, which exactly. is you know, crazy. But So um, explain the basic concept of a mastermind and what the benefit out of it comes. Yeah. So I think for, for me and the way that I was taught and the way I approached is, you know, we, I was taught the concept of a mastermind being as where you take a book to study and basically you assign, everybody's assigned reading. Everybody's going to read, let's say chapters one through three for the first, first week. And you take notes on that. You start to outline your thoughts in regard to what that information means to you or how it's been applied in your life or your experience. And we come back and then you have a facilitator. And this is how I've done it, where I kind of drive, I I have these opening questions that kind of drives a discussion. And then you get everybody in that group to start really digging into what it means to them and how they can apply that going forward. And so for instance, this war room one that I did, I did this topic on like stoicism and having mindset. And that's kind of having the proper mindset to attack the things that you want to in life, whether it's getting involved with investing in real estate, whether it's starting your own business, whether it's how you want to interact with your family and be a better father, brother, husband, wife, be a better coworker to your colleagues. And so we take a subject. And, and so for instance, I'll, I'll give you one of the book examples was uh, there's a book that John Maxwell wrote that everyone communicates, but few connect. And I love that book because we talk about communication, especially in this day and age. You and I are doing a podcast today. And so we're connecting in ways that people couldn't 30 years ago. But what is real connection? So we do this podcast. You and I get done with it. And Joe and Jason can go their separate ways. Or maybe there's something that fundamentally came out of this where you and I make this connection. We're both veterans. We're both on this entrepreneurial voyage. You're still flying airplanes. I'm a physician in the Navy and all these other podcast listeners. And now we start to connect with one another and the dots connect. And who knows, we end up at a conference together. One day you could start a business with one of these people who's listening in. And so you take those fundamental concepts that are within the book that you're reading and you start to take them to the next level. And so what I love about being like a mastermind leader or facilitator is it's not about me on a podium, just lecturing. It's about everyone in the group contributing. And and that word contribution is what society is all about. My dad told me before he died, he always said, you want to give more to society than you take from it. And so how I've looked at it is like, I make like no money off these masterminds now. I mean, I used to make, you know, 50 bucks, a hundred bucks leading a mastermind group for a couple hours. And then I started doing a lot of them for nothing because I saw the growth potential and really being able to step into someone's life and help them see kind of what their future could be. Wow. Yeah. So join a mastermind if you're listening. There, it, it, you know, I've, I've, I've actually, I just passed the one year mark for my official, nice. I've been involved in other groups and stuff, but this is like the official mastermind that I'm in. Uh, mm-hmm. I just passed the one year mark and it's really done, <laughs> it's really done a lot to propel what I'm doing and, and clear a lot of things up and <clears throat> provide focus and clarity where I'm going next. So it's been, it's been great. So, <clears throat> all right. So what else do you got going on? 
<laughs> so last April, I mean, we're, gosh, we're on the, we're on the 11th, 11 months, almost to the day. So on April 3rd will be a year ago that I published my first book. And when you talk about your listeners and veterans and trying to do things that are military protocol, whether you're a veteran or still on active duty, writing a book has a lot of strings attached. There's a lot of red tape when you're on active duty. When you're retired or you've stepped away, it's not as hard. But I will tell you, trying to get copyright, trying to get a book approved by the Pentagon and the Bureau of Medicine, since that's who I fall under as a Navy doctor, it is a long process. But if, if that's one of the plans that you have to copyright anything or intellectual property, you have to go through it. The Navy Public Affairs Manual is like 400 pages long. And I, uh, I had started writing this book a couple of years ago. I pitched it to a publisher uh, called Greenleaf Book Group. And we finally settled on a name for the book called Exceptional Every Day. And really the whole, the subtitle is an empowering process to unlock your why and transform your life. And I wanted to take my life experience, my motivation, my personal inspiration and write a book that wasn't about me. Now you've got little bits and pieces about my story, but it's really about the reader, the way I frame it. I, uh, I put questions at the end of every chapter that I call questions for reflection. I talk about professional athletes that I'm friends with and other people. And I also talk about everyday uh, Joes and Janes that are my friends. And I profile some of those people in my book to talk about what I call the process and how to me, it's not about the end result of anything. It's about the journey that we're on. I, I never would have imagined writing the book that I'd be doing podcast. Part of it was to spread the word. And now in the last 11 months, I've been gotten the joy of doing one or two podcasts a month. And it's been a lot of fun. And, and it really speaks to what the book is about. And really my plan with that, Joe, was to write a book that could help people design the life that they desire, not necessarily the life that they've been given. Um, it was always my way of looking at it with kind of the hardships and adversity that I went through about, you know, I, I was handed a deck of cards and it was up to me to how I wanted to play those cards. And so I, I tried to write an inspiring book that's easy to read from everyone from age 16 up to age 70, that they can find value where their life is right now. And it's been a fun journey these last 11 months. Well, that's incredible. Um, I, I do have a lot of authors, a lot of people that have written books on the show from time to time. And you know, writing a book is an entrepreneurial experience. And I always joke about every veteran's got a book inside of them that's dying to get out. Of course, most of us don't act on it. So, um, you know, good on you for being able to put all that together because writing a book's a long-term, long game, long game kind of thing to, to, to accomplish. You know, so good. Yeah, on you. from the business side, you know, to share with your listeners, I know you, you and I talked about this before is there's that process of getting the book going. And if you're going to publish it, if you're going to self-publish, that's one thing. If you're going to go through a actual publisher, uh, I went to a publisher that does a lot of thought leadership and they've actually had some military authors, but they've also had a lot of other people that have actually had bestsellers and all kinds of stuff. And I felt comfortable with the company. And, you know, I wrote the book myself. I didn't have a ghostwriter, which is something just a pet peeve of mine. Like I, I wanted to write it. And for, for a guy who was not from an educated family, a family that didn't read books, two parents that didn't speak English, it was a big deal for me to accomplish it. And uh, I just, I set to it. I wrote every single day. And then the things that I would share with you people, people, if they are interested in writing books is there's a lot more to it. So when you write a book with a publisher, you also have to think about like warehousing fees. So I get a, I get a bill every single month, whether I sell one book or 20, uh, for the books that are sitting in the warehouse <laughs> and I got to pay a fee for them to stock the new stock and then the return stock. So Amazon buys a bunch of books. 
And if they don't, if they want to send 10 back, they can, or, or Ingram, which is one of the big wholesalers mm-hmm. there. They, they've done it. I've watched it over the last eight months and it can, it can drive you crazy. It can build some anxiety. Cause you're like, Oh my God, they just sent back 50 books or Amazon just bought another 250. That means the book is selling. Do I need to print another 500 copies? Um, and, and right now my book is in, in hardcover. And then I'll, we also, we did the electronic version for Kindle and everything. And so, but there's so much involved, you know, part of the marketing and we gave away 600 eBooks in the first 300 or three months, um, with a Goodreads giveaway. And so there's, there's a lot of fun involved, a lot of good that comes from it, but there's also a lot you have to be careful about too. Wow. Yeah. Great info. Well, um, yeah. Hey doc, we're getting close to the end of our time here. Um, you've hit it on a number of great topics. So if, if you're talking to you know somebody that's still in the military or future veteran, military spouse, they're looking to start their own business, get involved in entrepreneurship, what kind of advice comes to mind? Oh, gosh, and, and that's great. I love the question because it's true. There's people that are already vets or they're thinking about starting a new company or maybe they've got three companies they want to start. I think number one is sit down and and really think about what you want to do. Like, what are you looking to accomplish? And I know it's almost cliche, but in the next three months, six months, a year, five years, what do you really want to get out of your life? Because it's one thing to say, I want to start a company just to make money. I've never been that way. Uh, luckily, that's not what I do. I still drive an old car and, and I really just don't spend money on anything unless I need to, but that's just me. Uh, I was on a call, you know, Monday with a bunch of veterans who are doing a big, a big thing called veteranslive.com with a, a, a real estate conference coming up and they're going to get different speakers who talk on different subjects. And, and I think about that. And, and so my best advice would be find mentors in different areas of your life that are important. So if you want to start a business in, in a certain subject, reach out to someone. The internet has everything these days that you can reach out, especially with veterans groups. And I was never a Facebook fan, but I do see the value in getting into a Facebook group if it's if it's what you want, especially these veteran only groups or mm-hmm. people that, you know, are speaking this, can understand what you're coming from. And also look for a mentor that's really good with finances or a mentor who's really good with personal growth or like we talked about with mastermind. So you don't need to have just one mentor, but get experts in different fields, number one think about the money that you want to allocate. It's like my wife said, she was an investment banker years ago. And she always said, Hey, if you put money in the stock market, you don't want to watch it every day. It's going to drive you crazy. You need to look like you're going to Las Vegas and you're just playing the roulette wheel. And once, once you put that money into the stock market, let it go. Unless you've got someone managing it for you. You've got to think about what am I willing to give up? Do I have 5,000 I'm willing to give up? Do I have $20,000? Am I going to go into this business with a couple other people and, and do your homework for that first? But I think you got to start slow instead of just putting everything in. Cause as you know, a lot of people start businesses and most of them fail within the first five years. And oh, yeah. it's awesome when veterans can succeed. Cause there are a lot of veterans doing some awesome stuff right now. All right, Jason. Well, we look forward to your future success. Uh, you shared a lot of golden nuggets. Thanks for everything you do and uh, good luck to you on, on active duty for you know the next several years that you got in the Navy. Enjoy it. Enjoy it while you've got it. Um, someday you will be retired. Like, like me, and then you become an old guy, and but uh, you know, uh, loving what you're doing, and uh, loving the idea that you're you're you got things going on on the side, and you're quote as what the Navy refers to it as you're moonlighting. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey Joe, I thank you for having me on, and I really thank all your listeners for you know, being able to listen in and following your podcast as well as all the other veteran podcasts that are out there. Um, you know, if, if anyone wants to get some free download stuff, I do, I do a ton of free stuff on my website. I don't expect anyone to buy anything. That's kind of my, my plug. Uh, it's just jasonvalideo.com. I mean, I literally,
really have health and nutrition, exercise resources, personal growth. It's all available for free download on my site. So please check it out. That's awesome. All right. Appreciate you. Appreciate you sharing that. I meant to ask you about that, but I, th- I thought I oh, had it all no covered. Worries. So thanks for doing no, you're that. You're good. All right. And we'll, uh, we'll also put a, a link to your book, uh, try to get a link to your book in, in the, uh, in the show notes of this episode. So if you're driving down the road, you don't have to write it down. We'll, we'll get it to you in the show notes. You can look it up later. So, all right, Jason. Well, that's it. Uh, let's call it a wrap and, uh, we are on the move. We'll see you. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.